Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty sizzling to perfection? It's time to cheer for Egg McMuffin and fresh cracked eggs at McDonald's. It's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest-to-goodness morning meal. Breakfast, it's on at McDonald's. Now get any breakfast sandwich for just 2 bucks. Available only through the app. Mobile order and pay available at participating McDonald's. McD app download and registration required. More than one in three people will face cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, fear can stop you from getting your cancer screening, but it won't stop cancer. Early detection can save your life. Don't wait for symptoms to appear to act. Cancer screening is safe, effective, and accessible for everyone, including free or low-cost screening programs. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com right now for free screening resources and recommendations from the American Cancer Society. Don't wait. Early detection can save your life. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com today. Cancerscreeninfo.com. You might like to get pegged. I'm so sick of this fucking bullshit, you can't. She's like the white trash Angelina Jolie. Hello and welcome. We are back. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I am once again your host, Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for being part of our program. Episode 80. 80. Jerry Rice. He was 80, right? Yeah, pretty sure. Um, Really happy you're here. As always, I give you the ways to get in contact with the show, become a part of our family. Become one of the people that we know personally, um, and you do that via email. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com is your email address. You are also more than welcome to leave us a voicemail, 949-464-TBLS. Also, I implore you to subscribe to the show on iTunes, uh, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast on iTunes. Go there, subscribe, leave a comment. Review the show. Do what you are good at doing. Um, And then become one of our friends on Facebook, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. There is the place that you can go and interact with the hosts of the show, the other fans of the show. It's a good place to do off-topic conversations as well. You will see posts there that you don't necessarily hear about on the show. Um, This week, uh, I, I spent the weekend in Chicago. Um, I was there for like 36 hours. Me, I, I, I assume I'm not alone in this. I know a lot of other people do this where you go on, sometimes in the summer, you go on a baseball trip with your buddies. Uh, I've been going to Chicago nearly every summer, give or take the birth of a child or other issue at hand. Um, I've been going to Chicago for at least a decade every summer to two couple uh, Cubs games at Wrigley. It is a national treasure. It is a, an experience that everyone should have at least once. Um, and I was lucky enough to witness a no hitter. Here's the thing. Well, so I was there, I went to two games, the Cubs lost both. Um, I sat in the bleachers. Of course you have to sit in the bleachers. I had many, 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 many beers, um, too many beers. Um, but I, I, on Saturday's game, 
I flew out Saturday after the game, but I went to the game first. And at the game, Cole Hamels pitched a no-hitter against the Cubs, 5 to nothing. The, la- the last out of the eighth inning was a sprawling diving catch by the center fielder, as was the last out in the ninth inning. It was very, very exciting. But here's the thing. Like, if you... You got to go to one no hitter in your life. Most people will never do that. I don't. I, I don't go to near enough baseball games to have witnessed a no hitter. I'd probably go to two, maybe three, maybe four baseball games in a season. Um, so I, I, I very. I'm excited. I have the ticket. You know, I'm not. A, I'm not a guy that saves souvenirs or memorabilia or anything like that. But I, I think that's pretty cool. But the problem is, is like, yeah, I saw a no hitter, but it was it was Cole Hamels that pitched it. Like. Yeah, he's he's a good pitcher and everything, but he's Cole Hamels. Like, it's like that's not even a guy you can really root for. Like, are, if you see a no hitter, but it was pitched by Cole Hamels, does it even count? I don't know. Um, but it was it was a cool weekend, a good experience, and I, and I would recommend if you have not been to Wrigley Field, you should definitely go. Take some buddies, drink some beers, have a good time. Um, and, and while I was there, I got to meet a listener of the show, Joe in Bugaha, who many of you know, met up with him before the game on Saturday at Murphy's across the street from the bleachers, had a beer. He was nice enough to buy me a beer. Um, it was great to meet him. And, um, you know, if any of you are in town, if anybody's around and you want to buy me a beer, or if you go to New York and you want to buy Ed Daly a beer, feel free. Like we will allow you to buy us a beer. Um, and it, but it is always good to, to meet people and get feedback, um, uh, from people who listen to the show, who, you know, you never, you never know what people, what people glean from listening to the show. Um, so it's, it's interesting to, to meet up with listeners and, and get feedback. So it's good to meet you, Joe. Um, what's going on this week? You know, a big story this week, and I know we have a lot of, you know, we have a, you'd be surprised to know this, but we have a, a predominantly male-dominated audience. And these are men's men that listen to the show. You guys know who I'm talking to. I'm talking to you. You guys do manly shit. You guys play golf. You gamble. You drink beer. You do shit that men do. And I have no problem with that. But I saw this week, or just today, or this week, um, the there there was a this big story about a a dentist, a big game hunter from Minnesota, a big fucking money. This guy fixes teeth. He makes lots and lots of fucking money. And guys that make lots of money have exotic hobbies. And this fucking guy's hobbies, this is what this guy likes to do is he likes to travel the world and murder animals. And I don't like, I'm not a guy that has an issue with hunting at all. I don't, you know, if you want to go out and kill a deer or an elk make some fucking sausage out of it or, or cook me up some backstrap when I come over to your house and you're a hunter and you eat what you kill. I don't really have a problem with that. You know, a lot of places there, there's the herds of these animals need to be culled because it's not, it's not good for the overall health of the animals. But this fucking asshole, he went to Zimbabwe and he fucking murdered a goddamn lion. And I'm, I know he didn't eat the lion because apparently he just fucking removed its head, I I assume, to bring it home for a trophy. So my my question to you you guys are hunters. My question to you guys is this. I know there's a lot of hunters that that pay attention to this show, and I know there's a lot of gun owners and all that. 
bow shooters, bowists, bow and I don't even know bow hunters. That's what they're called. Bow hunters. Um, my question to you guys is this, like, am I, am I just some California pussy? Like, is it, are you guys cool with somebody going out and killing fucking lions in your names? Like you, if you hunters out there, you guys all got to stick together and you guys got to get on the fucking same page as to what the rules are to what you're doing. And this cocksucker's killed fucking lions and he's killed rhinoceros. Like what the, I saw him holding a leopard, like fuck this guy, fuck this fucking asshole. And, and you need to tell me, converse with me. Let me know where you stand. If you're a hunter, get with me. And you're like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, kill a fucking lion. Killing lions is fucking cool. Or as a hunter, this guy gives us all a bad name and he's a, he's a fucking douche. And we're, we're not down with that. Um, I, I'd like to know. I'd like some feedback because as you know, a lot of us sort of live in our bubble and we don't, we don't get other people's opinions. We don't get a, a real consensus of thought. So um, I'm interested to know what other people think about this cocksucking dentist that went to fucking Africa and paid like 50 grand to murder a, a beautiful creature. I just, I just don't get it whatsoever. And maybe there's something I mi- I'm missing, but I doubt it. So get with me. I, I, I'd like to hear what you think there. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. Um, okay. Ed Daly, co-host of the program. Everybody, if you listen to the show, you know who Ed Daly is. Ed Daly is still in Britain you know that he will return sufficiently fattened on sausages and stout, um, but he, he is not with us. He, he is, however, with us in spirit. He's written a new column. Many of you reached out last week, and we'll, we'll hear from Ed on that. Um, he, he wrote the Sidekicks column. Maybe I'll repost that to our Facebook page. But he wrote the 100 Greatest Sidekicks in Movie History column. A lot of you had quarrel with that. It, a lot of you agreed with some, disagreed, had various suggestions. Um, so I would, I would read, I would implore you to give that column a a read. If you haven't, it's pretty goddamn good. And it it was a labor of love for Ed. And I know he's really proud of it. And I'm proud that he posted it to my website because he probably could have put it a lot of places. Um, so check it out, the sidekicks column and, and he's got a new one and as you hear this, it should be up. It is the, it's the presidential battle Royal, where he pits all of the U.S., the 44 U.S. presidents against each other in a fight. And I don't, I'm not a super intelligent student of history, and I have yet to read the column, but I, my money was on, and when he told me this idea, I'm like, oh, this fucking Andrew Jackson guy is going to kick some ass. Like he was a real, you know, old hickory. He was a bad motherfucker. And then Ed, Ed, Ed tells me, and this is before he's written the column, he's like, hey, hold off on your Andrew Jackson pick. That guy was 6'1", 140. Wait, what a wispy little bitch. Like, I could beat the fuck out of that guy. I don't care how mean he is. 140 pounds? I mean, that's nothing. Um, so I'm sure you, everyone has preconceived notions about who the toughest presidents are. I think Teddy Roosevelt's got to get pretty. I don't know if he, if he plays it off in a round robin style or what. But I, I got to figure Teddy Roosevelt's getting pretty close to the end there. That guy's pretty tough. Um, but uh, I don't know who, who you got. Um, take a look at theballerlifestyle.com and check out Ed Daly's battle, presidential battle royale column. And again, get with us. Let us know your thoughts. If you disagree, weigh in. We'd love to hear from you guys. We love getting a, a 
big discussion going amongst a lot of listeners. Talk to each other. Talk to us. Reach out on the Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you guys on this kind of stuff. Okay, let's check in with Ed Daly from all the way. I keep saying like across the pond and I don't know another way to describe it. Ed Daly, still in England. He's got a lot of things to say. Let's see what he's got to say. Ed? Hey, Brian, just wanted to uh, to start off by applauding you on a very impressive performance last week. Uh, I recorded four minutes, sent you the email file, and remarked how awkward it was to talk to myself. And then when the podcast re- was released, I saw that you had, before Kate had gotten on, you had been speaking for another 45 minutes on your own. And I am I am beyond floored by that, how, how you can talk alone like that so impressive and uh when you die you should donate your body to science so they can figure out how you did that um as for me this week uh i had a i have a friend who works for the bbc and he invited me to a five mile race that the bbc was putting on in in uh, one of the parks in london so i figured why not um i've been doing nothing but drinking beer and eating in restaurants all the time so really just treating my body like shit and my three mile runs in the morning are not really doing too much. So I figured I'd put myself out there and do a, do a five miler and, you know, give myself a little extra workout. And when I show up, there are only nine other people. It's the BBC running club or something like that. That's it. And they all look like hardcore runners. And so I went out there and I just tried to do, I mean, I was trying to do nothing crazy, like a seven and a half minute mile pace, like nothing great. And that's exactly what I did. And I came in dead last and got like lots of patronizing, like, hey, good job, you know, glad to see you're out there. So just wanted to let everybody know that uh, you are officially listening to a complete loser. I came in dead last, 10th out of 10. I got some feedback on the sidekicks column. Pete, I, I wish I could pronounce his last name, Shalichi. Um he, he gave me a few suggestions. Val Kilmer is Doc Holliday in Tombstone. I would say in that movie, Sam Elliott was a sidekick too, and I put in the rules that if there's not one clear sidekick, then I, I'm not including him. Otherwise, there'd be a million movies. Robert Duvall in Open Range. I remember seeing that Western in the theater and liking it. I also can't remember thinking about it. Once since the day I saw it, if he was a good clear, if he was a good sidekick, then he probably I probably missed him because he's always good and stuff. He had Duvall as Tom Hagen and the Godfather. I don't think that counts because what does that make Sonny Corleone? And then who was really the star? And then it, it was an ensemble cast. I think they don't really work because then you have Don Corleone, you have Michael, you had Fredo, and the other one. There's all kinds of people in that. Um, Robert Duvall in Crazy Heart. Um, he kind of was, but then Colin Farrell kind of was, and Maggie Gyllenhaal kind of was, but she was a love interest too, so it all canceled each other out. Manny and Scarface, I think that's a good one. I missed that one. He should have been on the list. Judge Reinhold as Billy Rosewood in Beverly Hills Cop doesn't work because of Taggart. Um, Benny the Jet and Sandlot, uh, I, that was, that was a kid's movie. Um, I think I'm just... A little too old for. I think that was like a kids' movie when I was in high school. So I think I saw it, but it's 
it's uh I think it's just a bunch of kids playing together. So I can't imagine there's one sidekick. Uh he brought up Reed Reed Rothschild, which uh thanks for reading. He was definitely on the list. And most disturbingly, and I think uh I, I just hope it was a joke, he brought up Mina Sufari in American Beauty. And I, I I'm a little disturbed by that. And maybe Brian, you have some thoughts on on her. Uh, Mark the Nomad brought up Zeus from Die Hard with a Vengeance. I remember thinking that movie was all right, but it was also trying really hard to capitalize on Samuel Jackson playing Jules Winfield, so they pretty much just had um, Die die Hard with Jules Winfield without the Jerry Curl, Um, and I think he should only be allowed to work in Tarantino movies. He's just a bad overactor if he's not given the perfect lines. Um, He brought up Ed from Shaun of the Dead, uh, I saw the movie, but every zombie movie lumps together with me. I, I'm thoroughly fatigued by zombie movies, aside from Zombieland, which was a great movie. Seth Rogen at Fifty Fifty, I guess so. I, I saw that movie on a plane, and it was kind of a bummer, but I, I guess he was a good friend, so maybe I missed him. Val Kilmer and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, I never saw it because I judged a movie by its title. I just didn't like the ni- title for that, so I never saw it. And I'm not a Robert Downey Jr. fan. Uh... As for last week's ball, Million Dollar Baller Battle, I will definitely take the McLobster. It'll be awful, and your body will punish you after about a day and a half of that. But I think by day 10, you probably just start to go numb from food. And then at the end of the year, assuming you live, then you have you know, a, a way to re-enter society. But if you're the bird guy, you're never re-entering society. People remember shit. Like, you're fucked for life if you brought a bird around with you every day for a year. Word gets out. You're the bird guy. Like, the local paper might do a story on you. Like, you're you're never living that down. And you'd like to think people forget, but they don't. And I can still remember in third grade Little League when Danny Sanders shit his pants in the dugout next to me. And that was, I don't know, many, many years ago. And I still remember exactly how it all went down and him crying with shit coming out of his... his uh, his baseball pants. Uh, so I'm sure as hell never going to uh, to be the bird guy. Okay, Ed. Awesome. Thank you, Ed. I am also impressed by me. Um, much, much like you think doing the show with a co-host would be like 50% easier because it's like, well, I got I talk and then he talks. I talk and then he talks. But really, it's doing a show with a co-host. And anybody that hosts a show by themselves will tell you, doing a show with a co-host is like – 80% easier. It's when you just have to come up with all the words by yourself. Um, it's very, can be very daunting and, uh, hope I, you know, pray that I'm not boring you guys. Cause it's, it's just me here for a while until Ed comes back. Luckily we do have him with some pre-recorded stuff that we can play throughout the show, um, which is good because we don't, we don't, we don't, we like hearing his voice. Um, and of course later in the show, fancy pop, fancy sauce will join us to talk because the bachelor ended. Bachelor's over, and I know you guys watched. And don't pretend like you guys all tweet me about it. Don't pretend like you don't watch. Um, so we'll talk about the ending of The Bachelor and all the goings-on in pop culture with Fancy Sauce later in the show. Uh, okay. Oh, also, Ed, a seven-and-a-half-minute pace. Like, that's I'm not a runner. Um, you know, I can run. I, sometimes I'll get out, and um, if I, you know, just feel like I need some exercise, I'll go. I mostly sprint. But when I, I can run some distance, I can run a few miles if I need to, but I'm like a, you know, nine minute mile consistently around nine minutes. 
seven and a half minute mile is pretty fast in my book. Um, so props to you. And also a lot of, you know, this is, this is one of those things. People don't communicate. When a guy's like, Hey, come out and do a run. There's a 10 K tomorrow. Like he should let you know that there's going to be eight people in it. Like if there's just a few people running, like give me all the details so I can make the decision. Don't just leave part of it out. And then I show up and I have to run against the fucking British running club, the BBC running club. And then they're all sitting there checking their watches at the end because they're, they run every weekend and they run fast and they're done. And they're like, where's this fucking yank mate? You know, where's this bloke? Where's this bloody yank? Cause I, I got a, I got a tea and crumpets to get to. I got to go w- watch the cricket test match or the Chelsea game. Well, whatever. Um, yeah. People be better communicators. This is the, this is life coaching here. Give people all of the details so that they know what they're getting into. Uh, good for you, Ed. I, I, I don't, I don't think you're a loser at all. Cause if I was, if I were in that race against you, you would have smoked me by like 10 minutes because there's no way I could keep a seven and a half minute mile pace up for even one mile. I got a big body to move. You know, I'm not, you're a big guy too, Ed. I got, there's a lot of me to get from one place to another. And I got short little stubby fucking legs that aren't, weren't made. I'm not a Kenyan. I'm not from Ethiopia. Uh, so good for you, Ed. I, I'm, I don't think you're a loser at all. Okay, Ed. Luckily, you're through the miracle of the internet. You were able to reach out to us with some sports stories, some some goings on in the world. This is what we do on the show. We talk about what's happening, the offbeat, the the stuff that other shows don't want to get into. Are people talking about Tom Brady's cell phone right now? What the fuck is going on with that? Like you know, you know, you know me. One a fuck Boston. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do Boston any favors. But at the same time, who gives a fuck how much air is in the football? I don't. They should just, they let them, I've, I've made this point before, but I'll do it again right now. They, the league lets the team bring their own goddamn balls to the game. They're like, you bring, like, like, like it's high school, like meet at, not even high school. It's like Sunday mud ball. Oh, it's just rain. Let's go play down at the park and get all muddy and tackle each other. You, somebody bring a ball. That's what the, the NFL does the same thing. They're like, oh, and they're like, also, also you bring some balls for your kickers. Like your all your kickers get to kick these. So make the, make some special balls just for your kickers and then bring the other ones for your quarterback and bring like a dozen. Okay. Well, we'll make a rule. They could, you could bring a dozen and put, you know, between this much air and that much air. The, the point is if they're going to let you bring the balls, they don't really give much of a shit how you treat the balls. And why should they? You're the quarterback of the team. You should have the ball how you want it. Who cares? It's a quarterback league anyway. They want the quarterback to throw a lot of touchdown passes. That's the point. That's why all you shitheads gamble on this fucking thing every weekend. Because there's a lot of scoring. It's exciting. That's why it's such a big sport. That's why people like watching it. Because there's it's fast and there's... Any, you know, they, they barely run it anymore. All they do is throw, 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 throw. So they don't, they don't give a shit. They just look bad. It looks bad. It was a, it was a made up controversy. But then I'm, I'm, you know, Tom Brady, he's appealing this thing. He's like, Hey, fuck you guys. I didn't, I didn't do this shit. This evidence is flimsy. I'm getting railroaded here. And then it turns out the guy threw away his cell phone. He broke it. Like that's an Aaron Hernandez move. 
Aaron Hernandez has a cops at his door because he just did a murder the night before or a couple days before. And what's he do? They better smash my phone. You, you guys know the information doesn't live inside the phone. It goes up in the fucking cloud. And if it doesn't go in the cloud, you're, you're the, you know how the NSA keeps an eye on everything? They just, the NFL can just tell your cell phone pr- provider, Verizon or Sprint. Some of you trash people got Sprint out there. Don't tell none of you guys have T-Mobile, I hope. AT&T, fuck AT&T. Point is, unless they want to sponsor the show, in which case I fucking love AT&T. The point is, is that, what, how does that even help? Like, just delete the shit on your phone. Just be like, hey, here's my phone. I don't know. Like, you know, the, the cover-up is always worse than the crime. They, they were going to reduce your suspension to nothing because they knew they suspended you for nothing, Tom. Like, well, who's giving you advice? Who, you're, you're, you're a million-dollar brand. You're a multi-million-dollar brand. Like, how did you think that was a good idea? I thought, I'll just hammer my phone. Was it an iPhone? If I find out that Tom Brady had something like Samsung or Blackberry bullshit, some Android, I'd be really disappointed in that guy. Anyway, Tom Brady still suspended. Fuck Boston, but they're getting they're getting screwed over in this case because their quarterback did something real dumb. Unless there's something I'm missing. Like I didn't read much about this, but from what I heard, he destroyed his phone, which just is impossibly stupid. Okay. Too much sports already. Ed, what is going on in the world of sports? What do we know? What do we need to know about? Hit me. Okay, in sports, minor league baseball team, the State College Spikes, uh, issued a public apology for the appearance of Corey Feldman at a game last week. The former mouth from Goonies dressed in a black sequin outfit and performed a techno-ish Michael Jackson dance with, with a song. Um... And the press release was, State College Spikes would like to apologize to our fans for Corey Feldman's appearance last night at Medler Field in Lubrano Park. While the nature of the appearance was not what we anticipated for the evening, we'd like to apologize to all fans who may have been offended by this content. We'd like to apologize to our fans for the appearance being so far below expectations. Um, The apology clearly seems to be part of the whole minor league promotion, so they could just clown him and uh, make a big joke of it and make headlines, and it seems to have worked. Uh, Brian, my question for you is, has Feldman finally reached the low point of his career, or is it still that dance sequence at the end of the movie, Dream a Little Dream? I like, okay, um, first of all, this Corey Feldman thing, it's, you got to watch the video. This is kind of a visual story, because I, I heard about it this week, and I, I was like, oh, this team, you know, they brought in Corey Feldman, and he had to apologize for their fans, to their fans. First of all, Ed, it's... It, it, this isn't more embarrassing than the end dancing bit from, what was that movie? Not Licensed to Drive. Yeah. Dream a Little Dream. I saw the Corey movies back in the day because of, I was right at that age. And they're all terrible. I thought they were terrible then. But the thing is, is that here it is like 20 years later at least. And Corey Feldman is still doing the same thing. Like at some point he decided like late in his career. And late in his career was like when he was 20 years old. Or 25, he decided, hey, you know what? You know what I'm going to do? I'm friends with this guy, Michael Jackson, and he's a fucking cool dude. Like, this guy's pretty popular, and he's going to be popular for a while. Like, there's never, he's never going to do anything real weird that makes people not like him. So I'm going to just 
kind of like be like him because he's, he's got a lot of money. He's real successful. He's real talented. And I'm not as talented, but I can kind of copy what he does. And way back then, he's like, I'm going to start wearing like sequin jackets and like panty loafers with sparkly white socks and fedoras. And I'm going to kind of grow this like curly, greasy hair. Like my buddy Michael Jackson, we're close. I'm a young boy and he seems to like me. He's giving me a lot of attention. I'm going to start dressing like him. And then cut to, and then he's like dancing in movies and he's, he's doing some weird shit. But then you don't hear from the guy. You never see him again. You're like, oh, whatever happened to that guy? You know, you never think about him. And he shows up at a minor league baseball game 20, 25 years later. And he's apparently got a band. He does music. And he's still doing the exact same fucking thing. He's, a, he's like a Michael Jackson impersonator. He's got the jacket. He's got the hat. He's, he's dancing pretty much just like him, like spinning the hat and doing the moonwalk and like pop locking. And he's doing like a Michael Jackson impression with a band not even on the field of the ball game. Like they couldn't wheel out a stage onto the field. He's doing it like in the concourse, like by where you get a hot dog. He's like in front of the concession stand, like dancing between people's slurpees and shit. And there's maybe about like 30 people sitting around and most of them are sitting on the ground with their kids. It's really, you should watch it, Google it. Or if you're, if you're frequent guest of the program, Jason Stewart, being it. And this, this guy, God love him. I mean, he's, nothing's changed. You, you see him 20 years later, he's doing the exact same fucking thing. Nothing's changed about the guy. He really has committed to the Michael Jackson era. Look, he is bad era Michael Jackson. It's still going on for Corey Feldman. And Corey Feldman is, there's like 20 people sitting there watching him and they're, they're white. This is in this, I think this is in like Pennsylvania or something where everybody's white. It's like a minor league baseball game. That's a pretty white activity. And he's up there. He's got backup dancers. They're singing, they're playing instruments. And this guy is hustling. Like he's there to put on a show. It doesn't matter that there's no one there to see him. He doesn't care. He is the, the, the sound mix is kind of shitty. Like they could have turned up his vocals a little bit because it was kind of hard to hear him. But he didn't care. He's playing to the crowd. He's out there getting it. He's dancing. He's sweating. Like, I don't, I mean, obviously it wasn't like the, my kind of thing, but you got to respect a guy that, that when he, he's, he's a child star, like when the lights go on, he works and he was out there working it. So, and of course the team, you know, Corey Feldman performing at your game apparently the video didn't go viral like they expected it to because clearly that's why you have them out that's why you have a promotion like that because you want it to become a bigger news story than whatever happens in your little town and of course it didn't so what they what they do they go oh we got to apologize for this shitty performance anybody that was sitting there watching him did not was not given a shitty performance maybe it wasn't your thing but it wasn't like he just got up there and hey like uh what's up and just kind of w- walked his way through it. He fucking did it up. Good for him. Good for Corey Feldman. And fuck that team. No one is owed an apology. That's a that's a clear publicity grab. You should be ashamed of yourself, whatever that team was called, because Corey Feldman did what he was supposed to do for you. Um, I mean, I feel like I would have enjoyed it. Uh, okay, Ed, what else is going? But that look, he's this Corey Feldman guy is he's married to the Michael Jackson look. It also reminds me of a story that I read, and I don't I can't remember what website it was 
published on. But this woman, she sort of anonymously wrote the story about being invited to an orgy at Corey Feldman's house. I bet if, I bet you could find it if you Googled Corey Feldman orgy. And she, it was pretty, I read it a couple years ago. And it was like, somebody she knew was like, hey, Corey Feldman's having an orgy tonight. Do you want to go to it? And she's like kind of making fun of it. But she's like, no, yeah, maybe I'll go over there and check it out. And then, so then she did go over there and check it out, but kind of like in a tongue in cheek way, like, oh, I'm going to, yeah, uh, Corey Feldman. So she goes over there and it is, it turns out that there is in fact an orgy at Corey Feldman's house and, and Corey Feldman is there and he's, he's mid orgy. He's like sexing people. And, but the thing is, he doesn't give her any attention. Like, and I think she was pretty hot. Like, I think she described herself where she's like, look, I'm hot. Like I, you know, he should have been giving me attention. I was hotter than the girls he was giving attention. I don't remember the details exactly. But the point is, she went to an orgy at Corey Feldman's house, and it was, like, kind of sad. She was, like, she, there was this kid's room with, like, his kid's paintings on the wall. Like, his kids weren't there for the orgy. Like, they were probably at their mom's house or whatever while the orgy was going down. And it turns out this woman got kind of bummed out because Corey Feldman, she was making fun of him at first, but then... Corey Feldman didn't want to sex her at his own orgy and she had to sort of slink away in sadness because Corey Feldman wouldn't have sex with her at his orgy. Uh, You should read that story. It's pretty interesting. Bottom line is Corey Feldman, he's a worker. Yeah, he sucks, but there's some, there's something for everybody, you know, good for Corey Feldman. Okay. Ed, what else is going on in the world of sports? Hit me. Next, Robert Allenby. We, we remember him from a story a few months ago. 44-year-old Australian golfer Robert Allenby got into a screaming match with his caddy during last week's RBC Canadian Open. The two argued over Allenby's club selection on the par 5 13th hole. The caddy won the argument, and Allenby put his shot into a creek. The caddy told the Golf Channel that it was Allenby who started the argument. I'm so sick of this fucking bullshit, you can't. The caddy... De- uh, dared Allenby to call him a cunt again, and he did, and the caddy walked off the course. Allenby called on a 61-year-old school principal to f- help finish out the caddy the round. Brian, do you think Allenby was really mad at the club selection, or do you think he's still a little bit steamed about getting rolled by strippers at a wine bar in Hawaii earlier this year? Go ahead and chalk another one up in the Ed Daly great accent category. I mean, Ed... Unbelievable. I, I thought I thought there was an actual Australian talking on the radio I, or on the podcast. I was completely shocked to find out that was you. Unbelievable. You are you're you're like Rich Little. You're like the, the British New Jerseyan Rich Little. It's amazing. Um yeah, Bob Allenby. I'm a big fan of his, obviously. Um and I I want I gotta take a side here because The guy clearly does not compress his irons. 150 yards to the pin. He wants to use a 7-iron. The 7-iron is my 150-yard club. I mean, it doesn't go straight that often when I hit it. But as a pro golfer, I feel like you should be getting a little more out of your 7-iron than 150 yards. And and here's his his caddy. His caddy knows he he can't hit an 8-iron 150 yards. He's, He's trying to sabotage the guy's game. Because what happens? He hits an eight iron and it goes in the fucking water because he can't hit that club that far. He doesn't compress his iron. So I know some people like this guy. Um, so he, what Bob Allenby was trying to do is he was trying to club up. He was trying to club up swing easy. We all know this. All you golfers out there know this 
go take a little too much club and then don't swing as hard. And that's what he was trying to do. And his asshole caddy forgot who the boss was. And guess what? He got his ass fired. See a Mick. And now Mick's going around bad mouth and my guy, Bob Allenby, which is bullshit. This guy was your employer. You guys had a deal. You don't get to talk shit just because he fired you. That's bullshit. Have some respect. Also, how lucky is that guy in the, in the gallery? He gets to carry Bob Allenby's bag for nine holes. I'd love that. I'd be stoked to do that. I'd be, hey, let's go. Let's get out. Like, I'm going to give you some real advice. Give me the yardage book. What club, what club do you want? Oh, you sure you want to go with the six? That's, you know, it's a good, it's 165 yards. You, you, you got that? Like, make it more of a, you know, let the, let the golfer be in charge. He's the boss. Don't argue with him. He says, give me the seven. The guy's got to swing the club. Uh, okay. But, and Bob Allen, then when we talk about Bob Allenby, which I enjoy doing, I like it because then you get to see the pictures of him when he smashed his face hammered and tried to say he got rolled in Hawaii by, <laughs> by homeless when really he just got super drunk and then just fell on his face and had a bunch of stitches in his face. <laughs> uh, I, I like that guy. I like Bob Allenby. Okay. What else is going on, Ed? What is going on in the world of sports? Hit me. Finally in sports, Oakland A's rookie outfielder Billy Burns left Friday night's game in San Francisco after fouling a, be- fouling a ball that ricocheted into his nuts. The A's official announcement was that Burns was out of the game with a testicular contusion. Brian, instead of leaving this one up to Million Dollar Baller Battle, I'll ask you, what would you rather have? A testicular contusion or forced to go on a dinner date with Chris Berman. This is easy. This is this is not. This wouldn't even merit consideration in a. And and you can Ed, feel free to disagree with me next week if you'd like on this one. This would this I wouldn't even consider this for the million dollar baller battle because a hundred times, a thousand times out of a thousand, I'm taking dinner with Chris Berman out of get against getting my balls smashed with a baseball. Are you kidding me? That's getting your balls smashed. Like there's, there's not a lot of things I would less rather do that I would prefer getting my balls smashed to doing. I mean, there's a few like Kenny Chesney concert, kick me in the nuts to your point, to your question, Chris Berman, I like Chris Berman, real annoying on TV, tough to look at. I agree. He's got a lot of neck fat, balding. He's very red. He does his clothes don't fit. He wears a really, really tight jacket and a really tight shirt around all that neck fat. And it's a bad look. I agree. And he, and he's terrible on television. He gives people nicknames. He's real douchey. Not so much douchey, just out of touch. Like does, doesn't get what's entertaining. He, he does a shtick and he's been doing it for a long time and it sucks. But in real life, he's probably not that bad of a guy. One, he's rich as fuck. So if you're going out to dinner, this guy makes like $3 million a year. What, you're going out to dinner with this guy. He's paying. And you're going somewhere nice. You're probably going to Morton's, um, Ruth's, Chris. I, I feel like if I know one thing about Chris Berman, it's this guy's a fucking steakhouse guy. So you're going to his steak, to his favorite steakhouse where everybody knows him. They're going to send over wine. You're going to get martinis bought for you. Also, What do we know about him from the, quote, you're with me leather story? If you don't know, just Google you're with me leather. I think that's how it went. Um, This guy gets a lot of ass. Like around town, this guy is a coxman. 
I mean, I, th- I think that's that's known to everyone. He is a coxman. So there's going to be broads coming over to your table. Like you're going to have a good time. There's going to be young broads hanging out. You're going to eat a steak that he's going to pay for. Oh, and by the way, a baseball is not going to hit you in the nuts. Win-win. Go to di- dinner with Berman. Easy. Um, okay. Free fantasy football team name to all, all you douchebags play fantasy football. You know I don't. You know I'm better than you because I don't play fantasy football. I I could I can't I couldn't be fucked. I couldn't be bothered. Um, but I know you guys play fantasy football. Free fantasy football team name testicular contusion. Um, also would work for your beer league softball team. Um, and maybe your kid. Your kid is he in a band. Your kid is your kid strumming a. Fender Squire out in the garage right now playing some fucking noise. You could name his band that. Give him that. That's a free, that's a free band name right there. Testicular contusion. Um, I've never heard of this guy Billy Burns before, but now that he's gotten hit in the nuts, I, I feel like he's my favorite player. And it's this is one of those things. There's been a few guys that this has happened to. I mean, the one that sticks out to me is Dickie Thon. Dickie Thon, shortstop for the Astros. I'm not sure he was an Astro when he got hit in the face, but you guys would know. You guys, well, if one thing I've learned, we got a lot of Houston listeners out there. A lot of, lot of listeners because they know me because I'm on the radio in Houston. I'm on the radio other places too, but I'm primarily on the radio in Houston. And we have a lot of listeners out there. And what they like to do is they like to be very, very, they like to support their teams there. And if you say something like some guy that, Played second base and catcher and left field for them. It was probably not really a Hall of Famer. And the only reason he got in the Hall of Fame is because all the guys that were, you know, alleged to have been on performance enhancing drugs aren't allowed in the Hall of Fame. People get really mad at that. And they don't like that you have a different opinion than them. So they'll tell me, yeah, I know Dickie Thon was an Astro, but I can't remember. I thought he played for the Phillies before that. I don't know. I, th- I thought he might have got, anyway. Guy got hit in the face with a like ninety mile an hour fastball, and it fucked him up. And he could barely come back. He couldn't play for a long time. And then it was like a whole deal. Like he broke his face, and then he got also he was named Dicky, which this guy had a lot of things stacked against him. Eventually, I think he did come back to play, but he kind of never was the same. I think the the face beaning happened pretty early in his career, so he he never realized his potential. People thought. Which is understandable because he got hit in the face with a fucking baseball. Like I'd be, my kid got beaned a couple times and like kid pitch, and he was never the same. And I, I, so I understand. I know how it goes. Um, that said, I feel like fouling one into your own nuts, kind of the same thing. Like I would be afraid to swing. I would get in there. It would take me a while to warm back up maybe more than getting hit in the face with the pitch because let's be honest like my face is all right but my nuts are my nuts like those are my money maker like that's that's it's i don't have a lot of really great attributes but i'll be honest i have a pretty beautiful scrotum and i could only imagine if i fouled a baseball straight down in the ground and it shot right back up. And all of a sudden one of my nuts balloons up to like the size of a cantaloupe or a, or a rock melon. Uh, what, like what's, do you, can you come back from that? Like, how do you, I feel like I'd wear extra padding. Uh, you know, I would cup up. It was the guy cupped up. Now, you know, I don't think every guy wears a cup. I played high school baseball for a little bit until I was ruled ineligible. Uh, 
you know, I don't, I don't really, really want to get into it. I had, you know, a middling career going there in high school baseball. And then something happened to me where they wouldn't let me play on the team anymore for academic reasons that I still dispute. The point is, is that I never wore a cup, but I, you know, I wasn't playing like big time. I didn't play catcher or anything. And I was like, what are the odds that you're going to get hit in the, like if you, a pitched ball, you're going to turn your, you're going to turn away from it. It's not like you're going to turn your dick right towards the pitch and a ground ball, like that's going to come up and hit you in the face. Like what your glove is going to protect your nut. So I never wore a cup. I don't know if this guy was wearing a cup. I don't think every major league baseball player does. It makes it kind of hard to run too. The point is, this Billy Burns guy, I never heard of him before now, but he's my new favorite player. The end. Also, free fantasy football team name, te- Testicular Contusion. If you name your team that, please tweet it to me. I would love to see that. We'll, we'll put it on our Facebook page. Uh, okay, next story, Ed. Ed, what else is going on in the world of oh, – the, do we have any non-sports topics to discuss? Hit me. A New Jersey woman was banned by a municipal judge from ever entering a Walmart again after she was caught – trying to shoplift vitamins in December. It was so stupid. I disagree, and I'm appealing it, Joanna Casamore, 64, of Hopat Kong, New Jersey, told the Daily News on Sunday. The judge can't say that. He doesn't own Walmart. Casamore then went on to admit she's already disobeyed the ban several times and plans to do more in the future. Casamore actually signed a piece of paper at Walmart in Ledgewood, New Jersey, years and years ago, and said she wouldn't go to that said she wouldn't go to a Walmart. When asked why she signed the paper if she hadn't done anything wrong, she replied, Because I'm stupid. She added that she didn't know what was written on the paper she signed. Brian, what's scarier? Cassie Moore's understanding of the law or self awareness? For the record, I just want to say I've never been to a Walmart in New Jersey. There were none near where I grew up, and there are none in the New York City area. So I I recognize they exist, but None of the parts that I've lived have Walmart, so I can't. I know you're going to try to rope me into this, and I I know nothing about Walmart, New Jersey. Ed, I'm with you. How do I get banned from a Walmart? That would be. I I have been into a Walmart, but it's been a very long time. I think I had to buy a car battery there once, and it just it just was the closest place. Like I just I had to go there. Um, I they're around where I live, but I never have to go into one. I don't. I I don't necessarily avoid them but i don't i don't i don't support their corporate practices that's for sure you know those like they don't pay their employees shit and right right it's not the kind of job where you make a bunch of money i get that but you got like the like six of the eight richest americans are the walmart family fuck walmart support small business like you want to you you want to support Walmart? Fine, they're they're an American corporation, right? There isn't shit for American-made fucking products in a Walmart, so fuck Walmart and their Chinese-made cheap fucking bullshit. So buy American, support small business, and fuck Walmart. Also, Ed, I, he, it, this this happened in Hoptakong, New Jersey. Like, what is, is that? An Indian name? Like, what is that? Oh. What do you, how what do you name in your cities after there? Hoptakong? Like I, I don't I don't even like do you, do you do you vouch for that place Ed? What what exit is that off? Is that is that like South Jersey? I hope so. I hope it's not near you because that's a that's not a good name. I don't I I hope to never find myself in a Walmart in Hoptakong, New Jersey. That's for sure. Okay, Ed. Last story. What is else is going on? What do we need to know? 
Finally, Nevada County, California police arrested a 26-year-old woman Friday night after she allegedly crashed her vehicle, stripped naked, and ran around a field near children from a Christian youth camp playing softball. Abigail Ralph's vehicle ran off the roadway and flipped over into an embankment. Ralph then apparently exited the vehicle, took her clothes off, and was observed running naked in a state of hysteria by all the Christian youths. When the police arrested her, Ralph allegedly allegedly said she had taken acid earlier in the day. Brian, I understand we can't allow drivers in her condition on the road, but isn't this the best possible scenario if you're forced to attend a Christian youth camp? Absolutely. Like if I if I have to go to any kind of Christian camp for any reason, like I'm sentenced, like like maybe it's like one of those um, dumb sort of movie tropes. Like this could be an Adam Sandler movie. Don't steal this from me, Sandler. But where like I've done something and I'm sentenced to like work at a kid's Christian day camp and run the it's, – it's like meatballs but with Christianity. And I'm sentenced to like running the kickball games. If I have to do anything at a Christian day camp, I'm, I'm going to want some drugs. Let's be honest. And yeah, it would probably be pretty exciting for somebody to run on the field that's all hallucinating on acid. Also – I didn't realize acid was still a thing. I hear a lot about drugs. I'm not, I don't use drugs, uh, but I, I hear a lot of dr- about drugs these days. And I know a lot of the kids are taking Molly. Um, that's MDMA ecstasy. I know that's big. I know a lot. Every, I know big pharma's got everybody on fucking uh, Oxycontin. They're killing people left and right on Oxycontin. I know that's around and, and, and weed, of course, weed is great. Lots of people doing weed. Uh, I didn't realize people were still hallucinating on LSD. I, I haven't all those heads that made it died. Like there's still people around making acid. Is it any good? I'll tell you what. I'm I. I'm not gonna say yes or no. I'm not gonna confirm or deny that I've ever taken LSD in my life. But I will say this: if I had. I would not act like this chick. I would know how to keep my shit together. Because the thing is, you know the shit is not real that you're seeing and that what's going on around you. Like, you're not so in it that you think you're, like, on another fucking planet or in another world. Like, you know you took a drug, so calm the fuck down, keep your clothes on, and don't run around these kids' field. You're going to get yourself arrested, idiot. Also, don't drive a car. Also... It appears that not only that this woman was on acid, but that whoever cut her hair was on some even stronger acid because this chick has the most fucked up haircut I've ever seen in my life. It's one length on the side. She looks, you guys, have you guys seen Shia LaBeouf lately? She looks, she has a similar haircut to him, but she's a chick. Bottom line, some people should not do acid like this chick. Okay, Ed. Thank you very much for everything you you did for the show this week. Look forward to hearing from you again next week. And again, guys, check out Ed's Psychics column and his new um, – that was posted last week and this week's presidential battle royal column. Who do you like? Is it Dwight D. Eisenhower? James K. Polk? James K. Polk. I'm, I'm not a presidential historian, but I do know I have read a book where James K. Polk was featured. And this James K. Polk was a real fucking dick. And the reason he was such a dick is because he had uh, kidney stones. 
when he was like 17. And back then, they, are, they weren't really good at medicine. They're real good at medicine now. And it hasn't taken us that long to get good at medicine. But unfortunately, being good at medicine wasn't around when James K. Polk needed it because that guy had kidney stones. And what they did to get rid of his kidney stones, the treatment for that back then, was they took like a hand drill. Remember when you're in wood shop and some guys got to use the drill press, but there's only a couple drill presses. And if you didn't get, if you weren't on the drill press, that that wood shop teacher would just be like, hey, use one of these. And it was like that hand drill. It had like a wooden handle at the top and like a crank on the side, kind of like, kind of like they use to mix like cake batter in the kitchen, except instead of little whiskey things at the end, at the end of it was a drill bit. And you would just fucking try to hold it straight. Of course, you couldn't, couldn't hold it straight because you're holding it with your other hand. And you would try to drill a hole with that piece of shit. And you the whole time, like the guys on the drill press would drill a perfect hole and your, your hole would look like shit. Well, imagine that tool. But imagine you are you're in a lot of pain because you have stones in your bladder. And it hurts. You can't pass them and you you can't piss because you're because a stone is blocking your urethra. There's an actual rock in there. And I, I think this happens a lot when you drink a lot of Diet Coke. That's what I've heard. I don't drink any kind of Coke. But apparently James K. Polk was drinking a lot of Diet Coke. And so he had these stones. And so what they did to treat the stones was they strapped him to a table. And they took one of those drill things and right under his nuts in his taint, you know that you know you know that area. They took the they took the, that drill and they drilled a fucking hole right through his nut, right underneath his nuts. And you know what's you know what's down there? That's right, your fucking prostate. And you know what you know what all those nerves around your prostate. You know what they do? They control the blood flow to your cock, and that is very important if you ever want your dick to get hard. And poor James K. Polk. He had those kidney stones and they drilled that hole right. I don't know if they got the stones out. I don't, I don't, can't remember that part, but they drilled right through underneath his nuts. And they drilled right through his prostate. And you know what? You know what happens? Made my man impotent. And he was a real fucking jerk. And he was such a jerk that he fucking invaded Mexico for no reason. He, he marched the cavalry down there to invade Mexico. So I don't think he was real tough because he grew up kind of cashed up, I think. Uh, but he sure was a fucking asshole. So I, and for good reason, uh, you know, the guy couldn't get hard and he was impotent, I think is the, is the clinical term. So, you know, I'd probably be pretty pissed too. So think about him when you're reading Ed's column, the presidential battle Royale. And where do you slot James K. Polk? Does that, I don't think he was the toughest dude. I don't think he fought in any wars, but he sure caused some. And he was sure angry. So James K. Polk, dark horse. Uh, okay. It is time for Fancy Pop, our very own Baller Lifestyle podcast pop culture correspondent. In case you guys haven't heard, we did a special episode with myself, our very own Baller Lifestyle podcast pop culture correspondent. Fancy Sauce and a good friend of the show, Jason Stewart. We all, the three of us got together. Um, Ed, of course, couldn't make it. Um, we all got together to do a special episode to preview the greatest show in the history of television, which is starting this week, 
this weekend, you will see it. If you're if you're hashtag current episode, you will you you'll hear this, and then you'll know that on Sunday night, The Bachelor in Paradise season two is starting, and we did a preview episode. So check that out. Go go to iTunes and download that, or go to theballerlifestyle.com and listen to our Bachelor in Paradise preview episode i get i get bachelor and baller because it's a baller lifestyle podcast a bachelor. anyway we did a spec i know you guys love the bachelor and if you want to know everybody that's going to be on bachelor in paradise and all of our thoughts on who's going to be doing what and who's going to who's going to be easy pickings who's going to be easy to get with who's going to who's going to pair up um check that out the baller lifestyle podcast bachelor in paradise preview uh joining us now our very own Fancy sauce. How you doing, Kate? Hello. I'm good. How hey, are you? Excellent job on the Bachelor in Paradise oh, preview. Thank you. I'm really, really excited to watch it. I know that I know I'm pumped too. I know the regular so bachelor excited. bachelor the bachelorette culminated yes, last night. Uh what but what else is going on? Lead us into it. Tell us what is going on in the world of pop culture. Um Shia LaBeouf. I just mentioned him and his sick haircut. He looks he looks kind of like Ninja from Deontward. It just struck me tonight. I was Googling him, and I can never remember or bother to remember how to spell his name. So I always type out L-A and then B-O-O-F and just like yeah. Google correct. Yeah, phonetically. <laughs> so lazy. Yes, it is um, a difficult name to spell. LaBeouf. He's Doesn't off- it mean like the douche? Like it's not, I don't think it's a flattering. LeBeouf. Yeah, I'm not sure what it means. The beef? Do you, do you, oh, is that what it is? Do you speak French? Yeah. Is it? Look at you. Did you take did you take French in your Australian I parochial did. school? I took a bit. You did? I'm I'm not sure if it's spelled the, the way that he's spelled. Okay. Okay. Well, fair enough. So what is what is going on with old Shia? Is he still wearing that thing on his hand? Remember he got in a car accident in his F one fifty and he had a cast no, on his hand for like five I don't know. years? I don't think so. Oh. I don't he's not well mentally. Yes, yeah, he's nuts. He's crazy. So he's in a he's been in a relationship with actress Mia Goth who's 22 since 2012 they met on that movie nymphomaniac 2 that is a um that is clearly a stage name mia goth like i'm a goth <laughs> me me mia goth um, i'm not buying that that's a real name continue so an unsettling video has um surfaced showing the two of them getting in an argument in germany outside the airport it looks like he, he's trying to leave and she's trying to stop him from leaving and she's got his bag, and she won't give it back. And so it was caught on camera. Um, and so, so she's so some locals. So some locals offered mm. to drive him to the airport, and he can be heard telling them, "I don't want to touch a woman. I don't want to hit a woman." Um, then he's seen on camera saying to Mia, "I don't want to touch you. I don't want to be aggressive. This is the kind of shit that makes a person abusive." Um, eventually he gets his bag from Mia and leaves with these locals who are like Turkish dudes or something. Um, and he starts talking to them about the, the, um, fight in the car while they're driving him and they're filming him. And he's heard to say, if I'd have stayed there, I would have killed her. It's hard, bro. Really fucked up in your heart. Um, then he's also seen trying to FaceTime Megan Fox, his co-star from the first two Transformers movies. Um, that he claims he had a previous relationship with, all the while vaping it up in the car. Oh, he's a vapist. Um, so he just seems really unstable still. Uh, okay. Let me react to this. Sure. 
First of all, what do you what are your thoughts? A couple things here. But I is this guy still a thing? Like when was the last time he was in something? He was in that shitty extra Indiana Jones movie for some reason. Yeah, yeah that was the last thing he was in for all intents and purposes, right? Um, that's and the last big Lars thing I von think. Trier movies don't count, right? Um, and secondly, I'm me, looking up his IMDb. I, me, I don't know what he's me, up like. To. Well, who's who's what studios are hiring this idiot? He's 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 either insane or he's pretending to be insane, which is worse. In uh, either case, I know he's definitely. Remember, he was working out in jeans not that long ago. He's, he was like doing burpees well, at some he's, gym. He's been in all the Transformers movies. We knew that, right? I mean, even the most recent one with TJ Miller. No, no, Mark Wahlberg was in that one. I think the last one was the Dark Dark of the Moon, the 2011. Uh, I'm, uh, unlike, unlike co-host, he of, was in Fury. That Brad Pitt. Oh, the um, the tank movie. That was last year. Uh, unlike unlike co-host of the program Ed Daly. I've never seen a Transformers, therefore I don't think I've ever seen Shia LaBeouf in a movie. Uh, the point is, is this guy needs to go away. Like, how many chances are we going to give this guy? He's got to go. And this Mia Goth made-up name, she's the only person on Earth that wants to stay near Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf is trying to leave her presence, and she's like, no, stay. I know, she's 22. No one, no one wants to keep Shia LaBeouf near them. Know, like, I those Turkish guys are probably happy to see but like... See you later, Shia LaBeouf. Her. This relationship sounds like yeah, a peace out. Sounds like a nightmare, and she's a child. No and thanks. They're like you know children with lots of money and lots of freedom. Uh, and fuck off, fuck off, all of them. Also, hold on. Yeah, Megan Fox. Yes or no? She's still a thing. No, she's not. A she's thing. not. I've never seen her in anything. Either. Oh no, she was in one of those. She was in a Judd Apatow movie, but she wasn't like a main person in it. I mean, she was in that. Eminem and Rihanna video. She was, no, I didn't see that. Um, (laughs) I've never been, I would like to go on record and say that I was never into Megan Fox. I'm not a Megan Fox person. She has weird thumbs. She has those thumbs that look like big toes. And that freaks me out. She's like the white trash Angelina Jolie. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They're very similar. They're very, they're both very bony. Uh, not a fan. Okay, what else? Um, Caitlyn Jenner's much anticipated docu series. Oh, I am Kate uh, premiered the other night yeah. to mixed reviews. Yeah. I personally watched it. Of course you did. Um, while you were, I think, asleep or half asleep. Or, yeah, pretending to be asleep. Um, and apparently, according to um, a source close to the Keeping Up with the Kardashians clan, the lack of support from her entire family. Um, has really upset Caitlyn. Nobody, none of her kids tweeted it out or oh that her show was on. It. I think Kylie. No, they they all work for the same youngest, production company. Her she, youngest tweeted, "Who's yeah. watching? I am Kate." But nobody else in the whole family um, uh, promoted. I mean, it. so it's she was not. Kind of bombed. It's kind of a shameful thing. Like I don't. I mean, it's it's. I don't think I'd be too. You're either behind her yeah, or you're not. Yeah. And if you're going to be behind her, be behind right, her. Right. Right. Shameful is not. Don't the right just word. pretend you are it's, for. It's an uncomfortable. Don't pretend you're behind her for appearances if you're not behind. It's her. an uncomfortable thing, and it's and it's uncomfortable that it's so public. It doesn't. I agree. It doesn't strike me as the most altruistic thing. Like I know that she's trying to help other trans and people, and she will. I believe I that think she will. That's a noble pursuit, but it feels more like self promotion than it does a, a philanthropic endeavor, and that's probably why 
the I'm, family. Also, I'm not mad. However, you want to handle your coming out. If you're a famous yeah. person, yeah, it's up to you. And this is how you want yeah. to handle it. Yeah. And you think that um, you can do some good. Yeah. Go for do it. Do some good. But you're the, making money. Here's the thing. Here, Whatever. Here's you're the, making money no matter what. The you Kardashians. Do are in it for themselves. Like, they're making tweets to promote their own shit. What? Like, if I say, hey, check out something someone else is doing, that might take eyes away from the thing that I want them to look at, which is me. Well, so, the of thing course, is, they didn't they, support it. No, the thing is, they tweet um, about what their mom, Chris Jenner, mm. is doing all the time. So, this just felt like a slap in the face. Yeah. Apparently. She's like the Jim Jones of that family, though. Yeah. They do what she tells them. Yeah, okay. totally. What um, else? Mel Gibson... I don't, we don't, do you, we don't claim him. How does that work? Because I know, I think he was born in New York. Right. But but he's raised. He's raised here. And it's where you're raised. No, 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 no. He's raised in Australia. He was? Yes. Yeah. He was, he was in the road. He's got a new girlfriend. She's 24. So less than half his age. How old is he? He's 59. Uh huh. 59, 24. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And he's in a big rush to marry her. Hold on. What? The rule is, the, the legal rule is the acceptable level for a younger girlfriend. Is double plus seven? Half your age plus seven. So half, I'm not great at math, half of 59 is 29 and a half. Right. And plus seven right. would be, would, oh no, that 26, would. 26, sorry. No, no, 29 and a half 36. plus seven would be 36 hey, Ron, and a half. I'm really good at counting. <laughs> he's gone 24. He's 12, ye- wait, he's 12 and a half years below the legal limit. Like, as much as this guy was over the limit when he was driving down PCH after <laughs> leaving Moon Shadows, he's equally under the limit in the girlfriend department. Also, those balls have got to be sagging. Like, is she getting down so. there and getting with those balls of his? I know he was really good looking back in the day, and he's still probably pretty good looking. I feel for like 60. when you have a much, and I'm just guessing here. I'm feeling when you feel like when you have a much older man, yes, as your boyfriend, yes. There's just some stuff there's that you're dad, not doing. There's a daddy. Oh, you're. Oh, really? I feel like yeah. Well, yeah. There's so some she's stuff not, that you're not doing. She's not. She's not. So. She's not doing anything with his balls. I don't. Is, I doubt is your it. thoughts? She's, I doubt it. She's definitely. I feel like he might be. He might like to get pegged. Like I wouldn't be shocked to find out. He's a pretty freaky dude, and he's he's like deeply religious. Except he you also just hates come Jews. Out of nowhere with that pegging. I just. I don't. I don't know. I just. I feel like it's been a topic lately. <laughs> I feel like Mel Gibson might be into getting pegged. I don't know about that. We have no evidence. About. It's something to think about. He's weird, though. So Mel he's Gibson trying to marry this twenty-four-year-old writer. Is she is she pegging him? Yes or no? Do you think that's off the off the books? Yes, I feel I like don't... she'd be into pegging him no, more than she'd be into to, to doing him. any I kind of she's... oral sex to his balls. I think. Like, here's the thing: he's still worth. $425 million, yeah, even yeah. after giving half of his money to his he, ex-wife when he, when in their divorce. When he was, when he was threatening that, that Russian that he had a kid with. Oksana Grigorieva. Smart move. One of his things was is that he was so out of money, he was going to have to give up his Lakers tickets. And he's like, I got to get rid of my Lakers tickets. I remember the phone call and vivid, I'm like, vividly. What? You're fucking, you have hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, you don't have to give up your so Lakers Mel's tickets. So Mel's kids are trying to get him, obviously, to sign a prenup. Of course. He's got like seven kids. He's got seven kids money. before the love child. I w- if I was his kid, I yeah. would be doing the same thing. Yeah. What they got, what they should be doing is getting his balls snipped. They should have him committed. 
and they should go in there and and snip those balls because this 24-year-old is going to be trying to get a Mel He's Gibson He's an idiot baby. if he hasn't done that already because, because he had no, to pay his last girlfriend. Um, well, he agreed to pay her yeah, $750,000 right. over five years to support their love child. Yeah. But it was later cut to, um, I think, three hundred and fifty grand when she went on the Howard Stern show and oh, so they, ran her mouth. Oh, so they probably had some. They probably had an end. Yeah, because the thing is, you got you got to pay for that so kid. She's an idiot. I'm, I, I imagine Shocker. he's paying. Well, she's not that he's dumb. Paying child support on top of that lump sum. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Um, well, good for Mel. Get 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 some of that young pussy, Mel. Yeah. So should we talk? Let's should we talk a little bit about last night's Bachelorette? The Bachelorette finale. Finale. Nick Vile versus Sean B. If you guys haven't watched yet, spoiler huge alert! Huge spoiler coming. Yeah. As I predicted. Yes. She chose Sean B. I think I think it was pretty clear to everyone. Sean, that B, Sean AKA B was the guy. Ryan Schnozling. Yes. Um. AKA real basic, real dull. He's a personal trainer. But he's very, not as annoying he's very as into Nick his body. Have, not as annoying as Nick would have been. I think he's a lot real, of people. He's real simple. Like, a lot I of people thought that she would choose Nick just because people were like, there's no way she's going to put him through all of this and not choose him no, and have him yeah. look like the, thing. the loser again. Nick Vile, who I find to be vile. <laughs> inserted himself into the fucking situation. Yeah, he, he did. He, he, he kind of got what was coming to he, him. He also inserted himself into Caitlyn first. And, but he inserted himself Good into joke. the situation. He inserted himself <laughs> into the situation. Like, he put himself there. He did. And he's a douche. He, he is. And so fuck him. And he's a he self-promoter. Really annoying. He wasn't there for Caitlyn. He's a huge self-promoter. What, what, what happened in that episode last night? He's an opportunist. Night? Absolutely. T- tell me what happened in that episode last night, Kato. Um, well, Caitlyn had her family come out um, to, oh, meet, to meet the two guys. I saw this. And her mom, Leslie, I think stole the show. Really. <laughs> yeah. It was her, very awkward. Her family's very Canadian. And they seemed very excited to be on TV. And her sister is very overweight. Okay. Well, I would rather talk about her bad hair. Okay. Which I've written about. Yes. She had a very tragic um, color situation, ombre going on. Anyway, they were, they seemed like very, too excited to be on TV. They met Nick and Sean. They obviously liked Sean better. Nick, um, Caitlin's mom brought up the sex to Nick, which I just thought was very so, weird, um, very uncomfortable, weird, weird you, and gross. As a woman, Nick started crying as to a, Caitlin's mom. As a woman, what do you a discuss in depth your sex partners with your mother? You don't have to answer if you don't want to. I mean, no, of course not. And then That's two, not normal. Do you encourage? You're like, hey, mom. I had sex with that guy over there. It was a little too early. Why don't you go have a conversation with him about it? Bring it up. Yeah. See how he reacts. Yeah. He'll probably be very comfortable with it. Ugh. So weird. So weird. And so, it, that's so a weird. whole ABC thing. Yeah. Um, it just like, this always feels very contrived to me, this last part of the show. Yes, I wonder why. But here's how I watch these shows, the Bachelor, Bachelorette shows. Tell I me. I watch them like a very controlled sociological experiment. Where yes. the subjects don't know that they're part of an experiment. And well, I what, just find it really fascinating. They're in a very controlled environment. And I just, to watch how this love kind of like yes. transforms, 
is fascinating to me. And then, you know, it doesn't obviously it doesn't always last because it's doesn't such it? a contrived right. setting. Because there and this is and what I've always said, what have I always said? That they're the the beauty They're in a game show, but they don't know they're right. on a game the, show. The the beauty of, of The Bachelor is that it's a game show where the only people that don't know they're on a game show are, are the, the people on the fucking game show. Yes. They and really then, believe that they're there to possibly find the person they're gonna yes, spend the rest of and, their life with. Yes. And then the game show ends so, so and they and they watch it and they go, Oh right. That was a game show. Yeah. I was on card sharks. And then some people, if they're real simps, like um Sean and Catherine, Des and Chris, like there's some people yes. that make it. Um Jason Messner and Mesnick. Mo- Mesnick and Molly. Well he's second choice. He dumped his first choice oh, yeah. and was like, I, I want my second oh, choice I back. Stayed. I would have stayed. And if I was Caitlin, I would be like, bring back Ben H. Oh, no, Ben H. Is, now, from what I understand, I don't know if this is true. There could be, The Bachelor could be a playoff, much like The Bachelorette was this season. I don't like that. How you had Britt and Caitlin. People are talking about that the new Bachelor. Is this a thing The new do? Bachelor season could be a playoff between the Bens, Z and H. Uh, ben H has so much more going for him. He, ben Z's nice. Yes. He seems like a bit basic. He's though. also very big. Yeah, he's a large he's guy. He's a big, big dude. Yeah. Uh, okay, what else? Is there anything else we need to know about the, the Bachelorette finale? She chose Sean um, B. Just that um, in Andy's season, which is yes. where Nick um, sprung from, Yeah. she doesn't make him come. Wait, oh, she. Yes, Andy. Yeah, she goes and breaks up with him yeah. at, in his hotel before room. Before the final rose yeah, ceremony. Yeah, before Neil Lane comes over yeah. with his um, briefcase of tragic rings. Yes. So I think Nick was expecting her to either do that or Neil Lane to show up. Yeah. Neil Lane shows up. So basically she lets him go through a and whole Nick's, offer yeah, proposal. Yeah, Nick's like, I'm in. I'm he in. goes through his whole proposal to her and then reaches in his jacket pocket for the ring before she says no. And then he realizes that he's being dumped like on the proposal stage yeah, in front of everyone. And yeah. I thought, you know what? That's kind of a bitch move. Yeah. I mean, but you know what? That's tell- what you signed up yeah, for. Fuck That's Nick. how the show is supposed fuck to go down. Nick. Fuck Nick. Which, but I, I find it very mean. But no, anyway. no. So she chose Sean B. Apparently they're madly in love. Yes. They looked happy on the, they're in that kind of like um, manic, Gee. like. Excited yeah. afterglow yeah, on after the that rose, but yeah. I'm I'm gonna give them like six 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 ish months um, before they have a their public, yeah I could see, weekly cover yeah, I could see it up. lasting about that long. That's 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 a good amount of time. I've, yeah. Um, now Nick was dumped at the altar or at the at the at the proposal at the rose ceremony. Yeah. Do you think it had anything to do with that fucking? poem he presented her now, now, now as i recall on I forgot about andy's the, the season he he looked like the front runner on andy's season and then what did he do he busted he out her a fa- didn't he write her a fairy he tale busted out a book that he'd written yeah, that looked like book. one of my children had written it and he, he's like he, and he the princess it. and the right. prince and i was like what what the fuck is going on here and that clearly that 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 caused Andy's vagina to dry well, like the oh Sahara God. Desert. That would be a deal breaker for most people. I mean, come on. Like, so, what? yeah, that's right. Yes. Those guys had to present. Um, and then he did the same thing. Like, he didn't learn his those lesson. Those guys presented Caitlin with a gift, yes. and he gave her 
a framed picture from their first one-on-one date. And on the other side of the frame, it was like one of those double frames, yes. was a poem that he'd handwritten. And he'd used a ruler to like, line, you know, to line the, you know, to make it all like lined it up. Is, and you lo- could tell. And it, um, it looked like something your po- sixth grader makes. The poem was all about the feelings he felt Such a on their douche. date. Such and a he read douche. it out loud Such to her. Such an incredible douche. And she is a really good actress because she pretended like she thought it was really sweet. Yes. Um, yes. When obviously she's like, yes. oh, I'm breaking up with you. As as a woman, would you imagine that Caitlin got the got the opposite of a tingle in her nether regions? Like she, t- she went completely numb. You yes, mean. yes. She had her, an epidural. It, yeah, it was it was almost basically. like she had no sex organs at that point because she's like, there's no. I know I let him breach the walls earlier this season, but I've just read this poem and there's no fucking chance he's Talk getting a about rose. sexual regret. Yes, totally. Um, also, Nick Vile was um, apparently cavorting before the um, finale at the pool in the Mondrian Hotel mm. in LA with some chicks mm. and clearly acting like he wasn't loved up with anyone. Right. So basically ruining the finale for people that saw him and TMZ mm. reported it. Mm. Nick, super um, douche. Yeah, he's kind of a just stay guy. in your room, douche. So that that's that. And I've my my recap. If you missed it, or if you just want to read it, is up on the website. Yeah, theballerlifestyle.com. Check out Kate's recap there. I go I, into a bit more detail. Yes, it's hard for me to pay attention. The, the, also, Bachelor producers, how much you make this thing an hour? Two, an hour is enough. Two hours is too fucking long. I like, agree. I'm all into the drums of it. I like making fun of these people. I like talking about it on my podcast. But I don't like sitting through two hours of this every single week. Um, that said, a lot of times, most of the time, every time, I catch up with everything that happened with a little, uh, with, with a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge from my good friend Kate McManus via her recap every week on theballerlifestyle.com. So check that out. It's much, much, much more fun than actually watching the show. Thank you. Um, okay. And, and, and along those lines, again, I mentioned it before, check out via iTunes or via the website, theballerlifestyle.com or however you get the podcast. Check out our Bachelor in Paradise preview. That starts, we won't discuss it here because we discussed it there at length with our other Bachelor correspondent, Jason Stewart. Um, so check that out. It's a special episode of the program, a standalone episode, The Bachelor in Paradise Preview. Okay, I'm done talking, guys. Until next week, for Kate McManus, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We will see you next week. Bye, everyone. Hello, Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it cash back match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover. 
exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Sure, you may be able to hear just how crispy the McDonald's crispy, juicy, tender chicken sandwich is. But that's just the beginning. The full crispy, juicy, tender experience comes after you take your first bite. But why stop there? Order ahead on the app and get medium fries and soft drink for free. Now that's a deal that tastes even better than it sounds. Valid 830 to 919, 1011 to 1031, and 1122 to 121221. Valid one time per week. McDonald's app download and registration required.